Okay, so I'm gonna whisper, I hope it's loud enough, but I think I've just started labor. Hi, I'm Lana, a dietitian. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones, and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. So welcome back to the New Mums Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Lana Hurth, and today I'm getting a bit personal. I'm going to be sharing my birth story of my second child. I just had so many questions and I remember when I was about to give birth, I was just listening to other stories, especially second time round, and especially different scenarios. Like you will see the the title of this podcast talks about posterior birth because I knew my baby was sitting posterior uh, and w- which just means that their spine is facing the other way. So it's sort of spine on spine, which can be more painful. And so I was trying to lap up sort of any stories to hear other people's experience. So today I'm really sharing my experience as a dietitian, really what I ate in the lead up or what things I personally did, but remember, this is just personal. So please just uh, take it with a grain of salt and um, have a think about what's best for you in your situation. But I just wanted to share my experience because actually I've had a lot of people ask me to share. We shared our first um, birth stories, myself and Tara. We shared that on the podcast previously, which I'll link those in the show notes. Yeah, I just remember having so many questions race around in my head. Questions like, is it going to be quicker this time round? I've heard it is for other people, but is that going to be the case for me? What if it actually is longer? I know I've been so exhausted this pregnancy and will that impact my labor uh, like negatively? I feel somehow less prepared, even though I've been through this before. I have things that, you know, I do want to happen or don't want to happen. And in some ways, it was scarier because you know what you're getting yourself into and you know how much of a roller coaster labor is. And I just really wanted to be prepared. Yeah, let's actually get into to the weeks leading up to it. I think I was really in exhaustion mode because remember, you're, I was pregnant with a toddler. My little boy, he Apollo, he would have been about almost three. I still, you know, had a, had a very energetic two-year-old that I'm chasing around while being heavily pregnant. I thankfully had picked up iron deficiency early in earlier in my pregnancy and I advocated for getting an iron infusion. And so that was very helpful for me in my situation, obviously for other people listening. Please listen to your healthcare providers about what might be right for you. But if you're exhausted during pregnancy, Ask to get your iron and vitamin D checked as well. But anyway, I digress. So I was in preparation mode. I knew that my iron stores were sort of getting back up. Um, I was definitely feeling the improvement in energy levels. But I just actually mentally, like I felt like I wasn't as prepared because I'd been iron deficient. I wasn't, I was just so exhausted that I couldn't move. I just, even if I went for a 20 minute walk, I would like need to take a, a very big nap to recover from that. And so because I was less physically active this pregnancy, I just felt like I was a little bit on the back foot 
in even in sort of where I wanted to be and where I was in my first pregnancy as well. And I think say this a lot to all the pregnant women that I speak with in my clinic as well, like every pregnancy is unique and different. And I had to tell myself that I'm in a completely different circumstance this time around. I think that was actually one of the biggest hurdles, getting into the mental headspace and mindset. So for me, one of the ways that I helped to mentally prepare myself was I actually watched, if, you go, if you're on Instagram, Core and Floor Restore, and we'll link this in the show notes as well, B, she has some beautiful resources that she has for free on mindset for labor and she does debriefs and she has a whole host of resources. So please check her out if you haven't already. And for me, I found that really helpful. And I actually ended up um, pulling my husband aside and had a really big cry and just actually got to share about how I felt this pregnancy was going and how I was nervous for labor. And so for me, um, I was just wondering how would this go? I know I've got a posterior baby, uh, which which, you know, my midwife said, you know, shared that I can still proceed as, as normal. Sometimes they flip during during contractions and things like that. Uh, but it was just a bit of an extra um, unknown for me. And so and so about 39 weeks, um, I had start early 39 weeks pregnant. I had started feeling some contraction, like some what I thought might have been early contractions, but then they went away. And then the next day, I thought it felt a little bit more, but then they sort of went away. like it was, you know, for not even an hour. I woke up at 1 a.m. after the, the, the night after, I had that big cry to my husband and sort of just let out all those feelings. I woke up at about 1 a.m. in the morning. I was like, oh no, this is probably nothing. Then I sort of started like, needing to distract myself a little bit like they'll get a little bit more intense I was like oh I can't fall back to sleep I then I was like all right I'm gonna sort of count this and then they started becoming more regular so that was about 1 1 30 so I got up out of bed I was like right this is it the day before or a few days earlier I think I'd had my show and so I knew that we were getting closer uh but I didn't expect it I messaged, I think I messaged Tara straight away. I was like, oh, I'm in labor. Or at least I think the contractions are starting a very, very, very early labor. And the first thing I did was I got up and it was 1 a.m. I was like, I need to eat. I was like, oh, it's a classic dietitian in me. But I was just like, I need to eat. And I had knew I had some watermelon in the fridge pair. We have actually an Instagram post, which I can link have the link so you can find it in the show notes for a post on what foods to eat when you're preparing for labor. I like to think of labor being a marathon. And so for me, I was like, well, if I'm about, if my muscle is contracting and working, I want to make sure I'm fueled up. So I'm not as fatigued during labor. And I made the mistake the first time of choosing foods that were far too sweet that were, and I just like, you just feel nauseous during labor. At least I did anyways. Actually, there were some foods, even though they were high in carbohydrates, which is what we want to help fuel our muscle, um, and we want it to be lower in fat and low in protein, so really just carbohydrate-based foods. But I had things like um, sesame seed snaps, which is far too sweet, um, 
or my husband had a muesli bar and I had to send him out the room. This was the first time round. So this time round, I'd planned and I'd yeah, thought through. So food. I actually recorded myself my in the very early stages of labour. So I'll share that. Um, I've been having contractions contraction since like maybe one o'clock. It's 2am now on Thursday the 10th. And I'm just getting myself something to eat some watermelon. I... I... Hungry. I have been having like since Tuesday, so today's Thursday, since Tuesday, we've been like and hips, and then like yesterday, um, my show started uh, just a tiny bit, but I've just been having breaks and hips sort of all day, but super inconsistently. I'm probably gonna have to stop this video to have a contraction sooner at least. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so thankful to God for our baby, and I was really nervous in the lead up. Um, at the moment, I'm, I must be full of hormones. I'm just really thankful and excited. I'm in a good headspace. I'm just ready to meet our little baby. We have no idea what we're going to name. You, a baby? Yeah. I, oh, I need to get some last bump shots. I need to do that. I'll do it in between next contractions because I'm just like a bit wired. So, yeah, so that's it. It's 2 a.m. Sunday, Thursday morning. I've got a contraction coming. And then after I'd eaten some of that food and sort of mentally prepared myself, like prepared myself, I was actually excited mentally, like that video had helped, prepping with my husband had helped. And the first thing I did, yeah, was I went and eat that fruit because my priorities was having enough fluids, being hydrated enough and having those carbohydrates. Um, and I didn't want anything really heavy in my stomach either. And so for me, one of the complications was this posterior labor. How was it going to go? And how was like, yeah, how long was this going to go for? And yeah, what was going to happen? So I labored at home mostly. I first started using the heat pack and then I'd heard everyone talking about TENS machine and I didn't get a TENS machine before with my first, um, but actually a physio that I follow on Instagram, she had shared that 80% of people who used the TENS machine actually really loved it or was higher than that. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And can I tell you, it was a lifesaver. If you don't know what a TENS machine is, um, it sends like little electrical pulses. You just stick it on your lower back um, and it sends little electrical pulses to override the pain signals in your brain. And so for me, that was a lifesaver. I yeah, that was the thing that got me through through labor, really. Um, and and I used water as well. So from 1 a.m., I think Tara came came over at 4 a.m. in the morning. Obviously, I had my husband with me as well. But um, I actually got to labor at home this time because first time round, they were worried Bub was a bit small. And I labored completely in the hospital my first time round. So it was a very different experience, me laboring at home. I was in contact with my midwife because I was in the midwifery group practice program, uh, which I was very thankful to be in this time around. Uh, 
Um, for me, I found that actually, yeah, that walking around really did speed things up. At the beginning, I tried to to sit a lot between contractions and just rest um, in hopes of helping baby spin. And for me, I was like, come on, baby, are you going to spin um, so that it's less painful for me to give birth? And so long story short, baby did not spin um, and contractions were still going. I remember my husband and Tara having lunch in the lounge room which was completely fine, by the way. Like I was like, you guys need to eat. My contractions had started from 12 hours ago. The things I was eating, I had had, I remember I had watermelon. I'd had raisin toast with no butter on it. I made sure I'd gotten Gatorade, but with sugar, not the diet versions, not the no sugar versions. You want the ones that are actually going to give you sugar because that's what you, you need some fuel. If you're not eating for like a whole day, you want that energy. So for me, I'd had those things and I was just sipping on them throughout the day. But I could see I was like less interested in food later on in the day. So I'm glad I had that so early on. We got to a point where um, I was more active and the pain was was increasing a lot. And so I had to go in the shower, water on my back. Um, It's funny, yeah, talking about just takes you back. I don't even want to get out of the water, but I know that I need to go to hospital because if the pain gets any more than this, I I just want to be, I don't want to move out of here to transition to go to the hospital. So we got, I got out the, cause I, my contractions were like one to two minutes, two, maybe, oh, sorry, maybe like three, three to five minutes at this point or more on that three minute mark. Um, and so I decided to yeah hop out the shower and I knew once I sat down, every time I sort of sat down and I wasn't active, my contractions slowed down. And so then finally got a park at the hospital, but there was renovations at our hospital. And by this point, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon. And we'd accidentally parked too far away. And so we actually had a little bit of a walk to to where we needed to go which in hindsight yeah maybe we would have done things differently but it was just the way it happened and so I started walking and I was having contractions at least every two minutes and then thankfully we got closer a nurse who had just this beautiful nurse who just finished her shift got a wheelchair for me and said let's take you in like are you okay do you need help because I'm standing in the middle of the hospital car park, having a a major contraction. Um, And thankfully I still had the TENS machine on at this point. Like it was the thing that was saving me. But um, yeah, then I decided to, I knew if I sat down in the wheelchair, my contractions would space out. And, but walking, it was like every minute or two. And so I was like, oh my gosh, am I even going to make it to the hospital? What's going to happen? And so then we got into the, like, um, it was a good, like four, four or five minutes by the time they wheeled me um, all the way off to the labor ward. And so we get into uh, my, like the birthing room and everything. Um, I can't, at this point I was exhausted and my midwife could say I was absolutely exhausted and I can't even remember. I had set up fairy lights. I had planned for fairy lights and other things, but I can't even remember if that actually ended up happening. And then 
I think it was really helpful. Actually, one thing that I, I don't think I've ever shared is that all those tips you see on, you know, Instagram and things like that. Like I think another account that was really helpful was Birth with Beth. Um, and anyone who knows her, she's so lovely. Um, but even tips about how to relax. And I could tell when I was getting a little bit more tense and I remembered, okay, I need to relax and, um, you know, drop my shoulders and things like that. Like it was just so helpful for me to just get back into the zone. But I just like couldn't stand up. I just lied on the bed and had a few contractions just to rest my body, even though I hate like contracting, lying down. Like um, for me, it was just so painful. So all in all, um, Bub was still posterior. I'm in the hospital now, getting very close. And as soon as we basically got into the hospital, she ran a water bath. Uh, what is it called? A bath. She ran a bath and I had a water birth. Then we, I got in the, as soon as I got in the water, one, like the water was so helpful. I had to take off the TENS machine, obviously, but got in the water and I, yeah, I just labor sort of really kicked off and I was in transition and I knew that I was, that this baby was coming and <laughs> yep, I definitely was very vocal, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and that pain was like posterior pain, like even though this is a pos- positive posterior story, it was definitely the most pain I've ever been in my life. Like that, that the back pain um, is just excruciating. But I think I was so thankful that I wasn't lying on my back. I was on all fours in the water and all in all, I ended up pushing baby out and I had a little girl. We were so surprised um, I, yeah. And she had a, if anyone knows, I have sort of blondish or dark blonde hair and my husband has the same. And so we were surprised to have this like full head of black hair baby come out who was a little girl who's just, we were just, oh, it was just such a relief. And baby was born about 6 PM that day. So I started my first contractions 1 AM and then baby was born around 6 PM that day. And so for me, I think, what made such a difference this time around was having like different professional support during, during my pregnancy. Um, like my midwife, she just made such a difference. I get like, I just can't, I mean, I know, but it, my midwife was just so crucial to me having support. She believed me when I, when I raised concerns during my pregnancy and advocated for me. Um, and actually, yeah, she was a real inspiration of how healthcare professionals should be during pregnancy and labor and postpartum. We ended up going home later that night because um, the program, the midwife was going to follow me up the next, like constantly um, with home visits. And I just wanted to be in the space of my own home. Yeah, that was, that's a little bit about my story. It was, it was a wild ride. Um, with lots of different elements. And second time round, I think for me, I was searching for positive posterior birth stories, like ones that didn't, that ended up well. And I think for me, it was really helpful to hear that actually you can have a posterior birth. And even if baby doesn't spin, it's okay. I think, I think I came to terms with that midway through my labor. Um, I think my midwife had said, yep, she's still posterior. I was like, okay. I'm just going to have to accept that this is the way it's going to be and that I can do it. 
So we had the birth of our little beautiful girl. We called her Anastasia. That's for me. We might get Tara um, on to share her birth story because we had very, very, very different birth stories at the time. Um, for me, I, COVID was still going around at the time and there were different hospital restrictions, which Tara definitely faced that much more than I did, although that was still a concern. So I would um, love to share Tara's birth story as well. And uh, we will be sharing our postpartum stories after as well. So please give us a follow on Instagram. Please share this. If you know someone who has a posterior birth, I think it's just helpful to for women to know that you can have a posterior birth as well. Obviously, this isn't just my personal story. This isn't intended to be medical advice. Uh, please speak to your healthcare team around what's going to be best for you. And thanks so much for listening. If you want to know where to start with postpartum nutrition, you can download our New Mums Nutrition Checklist at lanaherth.com. Now, this podcast is general in nature. It doesn't replace individual medical advice. Also, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition and enjoy the experience of motherhood.